and I see the tiny lines moving, which means that we are back with the fifth edition of Skymail. That's right. This Skymail has advantage mechanics. It's more streamlined for new players, while also keeping the classic feel that you've come to know and love. So... I don't know. I think we should go back to uh, Blaze Sky Pathfinder. Um... Yeah, much like 5th edition, I hate this show. (laughs) I like 5th edition. Uh, Normally I have to introduce the guests, but this time, uh, you know, uh, I'm completely overwhelmed. Uh, I mean, we can stop, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. By by all means, uh, you know, me mailbag, su mailbag. We are, we are, we are letting Gabby take a break from this train wreck. Uh, and now we have uh, the voice of Kale. Uh, uh, sorry, the, vo- <laughs> the, the, the voice of Kale as nice. Kale as uh, Mickey O'Shea. Uh, no, but the voice of Mickey O'Shea, uh, Kale with us, and also the voice of the dastardly Professor August Howard, Stephen with us. You know, from my perspective, I think it's you who's dastardly. We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> Other cliche villain tropes here. Uh, I'm too busy doing crimes. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Uh, we have all committed to the bit, and we are <laughs> all the worst. So, congr- congratulations, uh, listening audience. All right. Um How's uh, how's everybody doing? Uh, you know, uh, I feel like that the listeners at home uh, are probably curious. You know, what you've got going on, how you're doing, uh, thoughts, feelings, opinions about the current socio-political state of the world and the madness that we're descending into. Uh, we will be here until next year if you start talking to me, a person with a sociology minor, about the socio-political climate at the moment. That's going to be a no comment from me, Bob. <laughs> All right, excellent. Well, I mean, in that case, I feel like uh, maybe, you know, maybe we should answer some questions on this mailbag. I don't know. <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's the spirit. <laughs> uh, we should answer some questions. Like, where are the drugs? Where are the drugs, Scarecrow? Swear to me. Or here, 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 here's a more appropriate question. How come no more August Howard? I think I think the audience is demanding. Well, uh, you know, as a guy that uh, was murdered, came back, and was murdered again, I am certain that this is the last that we'll ever see of the man, uh, and that there will be no return to him in the narrative. Yes, of course. The precedent is never uh, something to be relied on. Please, fans, write in. Demand August Howard. My children are so sick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the enormous amount of money that you make from this podcast. Mm, yeah. yeah, I mean, that that's the reason that I got into the podcast game, was that podcast money. Well, really, it's an untapped market. Hardly anybody does it. Uh, speaking of, have you all heard about Roll20? Uh, you know, with uh, Roll20 and the uh, their uh, startup program, which is roll20.net slash uh, start slash neoscum. Wait, no, that's... I knew, uh, I knew I heard you start making the end sound and I was like, he's gonna f***ing say neoscum. But hey, no, seriously, questions. Sure is shilling around here. Uh, 
No, if I were to shill, I would say something like, uh, did you know that Blake Sky Private Eye just started a Patreon? And that uh, the purpose of the Patreon is to pay for the basics uh, costs that go into making the podcast. So like the amount of money that I give to Adobe to pay for audition because they won't sell me a goddamn piece of software, but instead nickel and dime me every month because that's how we are now. We don't own anything. We just pay for the ability to access it. The views and opinions expressed by uh, SJ are not reflective of the rest of the cast members. Uh, You can't get me started about this either because we will also be here until next year. Okay. Uh, But, yeah, so uh, the Patreon goes to, uh, you know, paying for the the basics because right now, um, you know, I don't I don't want to bust out the I don't want to bust out the Stradivarius on this, but uh, all the costs for this do come out of my own pocket, which I am totally cool with. I'm doing this because I love it and because uh, you all are amazing and listen to the dumb things that I write. Uh, and the amazing things that these people say with the dumb things that I write. And Uh, not a lot of people know this, but there's actually a hidden tier. If you pledge $100 a month to the Blake Sky Private Eye Patreon, I will personally read any and all fan fiction that you send me (laughs) and record it (laughs) and send it to you. Uh, You're just going to play every character? Oh god! Yeah, I can do it. If someone actually, if someone actually pledges a hundred dollars, one, I would chastise them, and two, it would be kind of awesome. I, you know what? I think I would commit to that too. I think, like, no matter how fucking weird, I think I would feel obliged at that point. Uh, But let's not commit to that. Holy. Uh, Also, the Patreon is going to have to pay for my bail when I inevitably get arrested at Gen Con. Uh, For being Mickey O'Shea. (laughs) For being me. (laughs) But but no, um, in in point of fact, the things that uh, the Patreon can actually get you, uh, Noir Sonas, my uh, thing that I did for free on Twitter. I've decided to capitalize in the true capitalist fashion. Uh, and for $1, uh, you can get into Warsona and get monthly updates uh, in basically like a tweet sized form. I can love that we just have the noir crime version of the fucking PP tier. Yes, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah, it's just the PP Sona. PP Sona. But uh, I'm still waiting on mine, by the way. And then from there, you can go up to uh, basically like a small uh, case file dossier, uh, which is, you know, what you've been had going on, you know, with your noir sona in a more like a drabble size. And then if you get all the way up to the ten dollars, you get a piece of short fiction about your character uh, that has varying degrees of canon and canonicity, can- canonization. Uh, it's made into a saint. I don't know. Um, canonization? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's performed three miracles and has been approved by the Pope. Not uh, a lot of people know this, but uh, Blake Sky is actually the saint of monochromaticism. I mean, that sounds believable to me. So now that now that we have shilled for minutes, <laughs> uh, eight of which will yeah. cut. Oh, yeah. to be fair, a lot of that was bull. 
I've never said anything that was not bull. It's true. Uh, I I don't pay anything for this, and every single dime that you send me is going right into my Swiss bank account. <laughs> that's that's actually a lie. Any any excess that goes above the show's expenses will be put toward either split between the cast or put towards things like maybe going to conventions and stuff like that. Uh, however, we are actually just uh, SJ doing a voice. So we are all actually the same person and uh, he just maintains a series of accounts elaborately uh, with different person like personas to Why create the illusion. Why would I refer illusion. to myself as SJ just then if I was doing the voice though? Uh, because it's more believable. I'm not sure why I did that. And how am I talking over myself right now? Well, we're all recording on separate things. You could very well have made all these recordings separately and are overlaying them. That's uh, done quite commonly, especially for people who are doing like uh, the sort of acapella things with just themselves. Thanks to your support and the take a penny, leave a penny (laughs) uh, donation uh, dish at my local coffee shop. I've bought one half of a cup of coffee. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, look. All right, we should probably do some fucking questions. questions huh? God, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm becoming more and more like the Neo Scum mailbag every time. Uh, <laughs> two questions. <laughs> no. Um, all right. So the first question that we have is from uh, name Whiskey Stones, which I like that name a lot. I like to imagine that it's like a noir stripper's name. <laughs> Whiskey stones. I like to imagine it's what whiskey gets when it drinks too much soda. Oh, God. Oh, I just thought it was like the counterpart to whiskey. What? Well, okay. Podcast over. Uh, (laughs) Nope. I can't believe I have ruined uh, Blake Sky. Uh, (laughs) All right. Question. Cut Uh, this. Oh, no. uh, Don't worry. I'll use the the robot voice and bleep over it like I did in the last (laughs) one. Question is. Does Blake have competition as this side of the city's underbelly's premier private eye? So, uh, I've already got ideas for some characters uh, that will be uh, in- involved in the future for various things of, of various degrees of uh, actual menace. Uh, SJ, I think I can field this one. Yeah, yeah, go nuts. Not anymore. Oh, 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 I had a completely different answer. <laughs> all right. Let's, all right, Kale, what's, uh, what's uh, your answer? I was, I was going to say, Blaze guy is extremely down and out, and I don't think he is even one of the premier. That is a good, guys. that is a good point. I, I'm pretty sure he takes all the jobs nobody else wants. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I that, that, he's in the same running. I mean, that literally is episode one is no one exactly. will hire me. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine whose fault that is. Yeah, I freaking <laughs> wonder. Uh, <laughs> I've never done anything wrong in my life. Why is everyone looking at me? And then, okay, but 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 if there was competition for Blake in the uh, noir detective frame, it definitely it would definitely not be like the best detective in the city. It would basically be like the other bottom feeders, but probably less less moral than Blake Sky. So like. <laughs> Is such a thing even possible? Uh, science, science has not proven, but does imply that it is true. Uh, yeah, his, his chief competition is Dark Rumbus, a uh, local detective of the side streets. <laughs> <laughs> While not a detective, uh, he does have a rival in the form of Brant Storm, gentleman thief. Oh, 
I thought you were going to be like public foot. <laughs> I know uh, you didn't want me to release any spoilers, but actually his biggest competition is a fortune telling machine called Zoltar. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, there goes episode seven. Back to the drawing board. Yeah, now I have to completely rework it. Unless. Unless. Unless we answer the second half of this question, which is the mystery for Blake Sky to solve. Can Blake Sky's keen senses detect what Eleanor's Jim Sona is? Man, of all the times to not have Gabby on board. Well, that makes more sense because now you have to you have to detect it. <laughs> yeah, now yeah, now we can we can check back in the next uh the next month and we can find out how horribly wrong I was. Or she could just, you know, put me on blast in the comments. Uh, you know. <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> Por que no los dos. So Eleanor's Jimsona. I mean, definitely, I feel like academic makes me think something along the lines of like somewhere between like a peridot and a pearl. Uh, I would have said sapphire. That, that I was actually, I actually got strong sapphire vibes too, but I don't think that she's as like cold as sapphire initially kind of comes off, but that's just me. But yeah, I can definitely see like traces of all of those kind of together. Are you talking about fusion? You mean the forbidden art of fusion? So what we're saying is that Eleanor is eight people? I'm just three ducks in a man costume. <laughs> all, all I know is that Eleanor just wants to be a giant woman. <laughs> but uh, I can't weigh in on this because I uh, work in a jewelry store and was a rock kid. So I will start talking about like actual rocks. Like... Just start getting on some fucking Cressapraise or something. <laughs> so when did you grow out of your rockiness? Um. Never. Bold of you to assume. <laughs> Bolder uh, of me to assume. Not. I'm leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, but is it igneous or sedimentary? Anyway. Uh, my... I don't, I don't have, like, a specific gym, because I'm not cool enough to know, like, the traits of all the gyms, like, certain people here. But I will say that it is definitely, I think, somewhere along the axis. Like, the triangle of Sapphire, Peridot, Pearl. Whatever is directly in the middle of all of those, that's, that's, a, that's an Eleanor. I mean, like, from a rock perspective, nothing, because one of them's not a gem. Yeah, I know. It's it's a organic calculus that they put around impurities. Get off my back. And I think I think peridots are silicates and corundums are their own thing and also rubies are just red ones. I think you're missing the point of this question. I think you're missing the point is that I've seen I have seen all of Steven Universe and still can't not be a rock nerd. <laughs> I think I think you're missing the point that I've seen. All right. <laughs> I think you're missing the point that I've seen rocks. <laughs> and sometimes, uh, sometimes if it is a uh, what's it called, um, a coprolite, then I have seen poo. Ah, because it's poop. Because it's fossilized poop. All right, uh, the Ouroboros. Moving on. Uh, yes, yes, the Ouroboros. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Ouroboros, the snake sucking its own. <laughs> <laughs> he laughs every single time because it's funny it's never not funny all right okay cool so we are on to the next question which is from shay uh shay is a friend of the show uh big supporter 
and actually one of our patrons over on the Patreon. So thank you so much. Uh, the question is, what would the characters' theme songs be? This is a big one. Obviously, we don't have everybody here. And I don't I don't know if I want to speak for people that aren't here. So I could I could maybe give like what I think they would be, but it would also probably be garbage. Cause I'm garbage. Uh <laughs> I I mean, oh no, you're no, not No, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> uh I I will say that I I thought about this long and hard and what I came up for for Blake Sky is hold on a second. Ah oh, yes, now twelve seconds of typing sounds. I will I will suplex you into the fires of Mount Doom. <laughs> we'll see who suplexes who. <laughs> uh, anyway, my my point was that uh, the song that I think encapsulates Blake Sky's mentality as like a human being is Sax Romer number one by the Mountain Goats. Uh, it is. It doesn't have like a noir sound to it. It doesn't sound, you know, like soulful and jazzy and stuff like that. But there, the, in particular, there's the one part of it, I think, that just really feels like a Blake Sky thing to say, which is, uh, I am coming home to you with my own blood in my mouth, and I'm coming home to you if it's the last thing that I do. And I don't know, like to me, that and and the the general rest of the song's mood feels very like uphill struggle, trying to do the right thing, trying to get a happy ending, and uh, it's gonna suck. <laughs> Which you know, that's that's a, that, that's the Blake Sky brand right there. Martyrdom. Going across the street to kick one's own ass. <laughs> If you have to cross the street, why are you so far away from your own ass? It's a big ass. <laughs> Blake Sky. Thick. <laughs> Alright. Um, who's going next? Is it... Uh, yeah, I can. Um, I I thought about this for a while, too. I, I picked an instrumental, and it's from a video game, because I'm a huge nerd. I think um, the fragrance of Dark Coffee from uh, the Ace Attorney series... Um, it's not exactly what you would initially think. It's not like real sinister for August Howard. Um, but I think that's the kind of person he is. Just kind of, you know, uh, like a jazzy noir tune on a, on a rainy day. Just contemplating his next uh, move. And it, is a, and it is a damn good song, too. I'll have to listen to it. Uh, all right. Is it me now? Yes. Uh, mine is the opposite. Uh, I didn't know this question was going to be asked because I don't pay attention to things. But I had already thought extensively about this, so immediately had an answer. Because I like to listen to a lot of music. Uh, so Mickey O'Shea's theme song, because Mickey O'Shea's a horrible little goblin, is uh, Goblin, I think it's Humpa by the Dreadnoughts, which is an insane, mostly... Uh, instrumental in which people just occasionally scream Hoompa. <laughs> uh, it's very funny and good and also very high energy and like chaotic, which uh, is a very Mickey energy. It, I, I have listened to seven seconds of it and I have never felt the urge to agree with the statement more than the previous. <laughs> I listened to it and I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, I know that Amy wanted to be here, but has um, real life things going on. Uh, Amy, a.k.a. Daphne Howard, uh, a.k.a. the person what started this whole crazy train of events by walking into Blake Sky's office and offering him the job that set him down the path to madness and destruction. A.k.a. my wife. <laughs> my wife. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so... Uh, she wanted to be here, couldn't. Uh, she's got a thing with the school that she teaches at. They are, I think, doing like Science Olympiad or Academic Decathlon, and their team, I think, has a chance to go to nationals. So, good luck. Uh, hope you guys kick ass and take names. Uh, it'll probably already be over by the time that this actually goes out, but I'm putting that energy out into the universe, and I will push my intention onto the fabric of reality and make this happen through dark and horrible uh, sorcery. Meanwhile, while some people sit on their butt thinking things and hoping they come true, I've kneecapped three judges. Well, you know, I guess that's what a real friend would do. <laughs> I mean, not for that, but just in general. <laughs> it's just... Just as a hobby. It's just, it's just a happy coincidence. <laughs> just worked out for everybody. Anyway, I, the reason I bring this up is that Amy, a.k.a. Daphne Howard, already gave us an answer for the Daphne Howard theme song question, and it is The Night We Met by Lord Huron. Uh, I know that she said that all of the, the album that The Night They Met uh, the night we met is on is has a very like noir kind of smoky feel to it so uh you know i definitely think that i can i can see that and it looks like it's pretty badass uh I, god i don't have an answer for uh eleanor or uh gordon on the top of my head uh I feel like Eleanor's isn't even music. It's just like an audio recording of a lecture. It's just ASMR of like pages turning in a book. Yeah. Now, if you see in 1895, Professor, like, it's just like somebody just reading like textbooks to like a really like chill, like a chill beat. <laughs> oh, God. Is, is Eleanor's theme music lo-fi beats to study to? <laughs> it is. Yes. Uh, and then Gordon. Gordon's... Mm, everything that I am coming up with is, like, cliche as, as all get out. Like, so every, every single, like, thing that you hear too many times in a bar. I don't know. Yeah, it's, um... He, like, he's kind of a tough... a piano, man. He's kind of a tough one to, to pin down. Maybe, maybe when we get to know him better, we could come up with a better answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe we will in the future. I could also see it be just being like freeform jazz, like the kind you have when you have like a piano player in a bar and it's they're just sort of doing and whatever because nobody's listening. Ja jazz noodling. Yeah, jazz noodling. Is, that's not a real term, is it? <laughs> no. Because jazz, I'm pretty sure jazz noodling is when you use a saxophone to catch a catfish. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> what? You lost me. Noodling is noodling is a term to uh, it's a kind of a way that people catch catfish where they hide in the rocks and stuff like underwater and you just stick your hand in there and when they bite you you grab them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry, um no, that's not what that means here. <laughs> the uh, the to to answer the first question, jazz noodling as I was referencing it is a reference to Futurama where 
Leela is talking about she had a boyfriend that was into jazz noodling, which Fry's like, now I need to learn how to play the holophoner because Leela likes m- musicians, blah, 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 blah. But uh, if if I had to cast a vote for uh, Gordon's theme song, I would pick um, uh, Baby I'm a Fool by Melody Gordo. I could see that. I listen to too much music and cannot pull something immediate to mind right now. I feel like I feel like we've we've done our due diligence on the first part of this question. Now for the second, which isn't even a question, because Shay previously had an in-character offering a secret deal where uh, Blake and Eleanor offered up secrets about themselves, and now we get our secret in return. Uh, old Mrs. Henderson did not die peacefully in her sleep, but you might want to ask her dearest daughter, Phyllis, about that. Uh, that's interesting. Now, n- now, not only does Blake have to worry about, you know, trying to keep Eleanor alive, being murdered, trying to solve an occult mystery. N- now there's an old lady that's dead. Now we got to talk to her daughter about it. So I feel like there's a lot of old ladies who are dead. Well, I mean, historically, you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, you know, I mean, in this case, it's like, I don't I don't want to be too mercenary about this, but where's the money in this? Like, who's who's going to pay me for this? I mean, sorry. Who's going to pay me for this? That never stops being funny. <laughs> what? My dumb voice? <laughs> the sudden, the sudden, yeah, the sudden shift between voices. When we first recorded together and you were shifting between voices, I was trying so hard not to laugh just because it's very sudden and weird to hear in in the moment. You think I'm a comedian? Do I amuse you? Yeah. That's fair. All right. On to the next question. Ah, here we go. I'll I'll field this one to you, Kale. Uh, This is from... Uh Uh-oh. This is from Achillea, a.k.a. Amy, a.k.a. Daphne Howard, what crime hasn't Mickey O'Shea committed? Huh. Uh. Huh. Well, I mean, I could comp out and say, like, extremely specific things, but... Is this, like, a McCavity situation? (laughs) No, no, no. Um, I think there's a lot of things Mickey hasn't done, but, um... I'm also being a big nerd and thinking, like... Back in like that time period, there there were also crimes that are now obsolete. Like you could be charged with things specifically like shooting. Uh, <laughs> uh, though maybe that was just Australia. I don't know. But um, oh, God, that's a tart. Like that's a hard one. Um, I'm gonna say probably not regicide. Well, I mean, not for lack of trying, but um, like I because my first thought was like definitely not like matricide or patricide or anything like that but uh for something that is more accessible to crime um if you want an obscure one i i have one well now i'm curious what, like is it something like like watering your hearse at noon in the town square sort of in uh paris kentucky it's illegal to walk down the street with an ice cream cone in your back pocket that's uh, like i i've heard that and it's i'm just trying to think of something that's like more common um that's how horse thieves steal horses. With what? With with an ice yeah, cream? Yeah, they'll pocket? chase that ice cream. I well, um, I don't think. Hmm. I, I keep thinking ones and then being like, no, Mickey's definitely been arrested for that. Because uh, <laughs> it was like, oh, probably not for like 
like squatting, but I'm like, no, Mickey definitely was like arrested at some point for being like a squatter. Uh, oh yeah. Like loitering. Uh, definitely like definitely there's been assault. Like definitely there's been yeah yeah there <laughs> has been assault. I mean, I wasn't arrested for that, so it doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't count if they don't catch you. It, it doesn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't <laughs> say what crime has the person been convicted of. It's what crime hasn't Mickey committed. Oh, okay. Sorry, I misunderstood then. Um, <laughs> the the I mean, list gets shorter. It does get significantly shorter. I feel like Mickey has never just full on stolen someone's purse. Like, I feel like when Mickey, like, robs someone, they just fully commit. Like, they've never, they've never just, like, snatched, they've never, like, snatched someone's belongings. They just, like, fully hold people up. I, my guess would either be mail fraud or... No, I feel like Mickey's done that. (laughs) Uh, How about uh, treason? (laughs) Voters fraud. Hmm? Treason? Treason, yeah. Treason? Um, well... And and uh, we'll we'll get into this in the future, but <laughs> yeah, I was gonna but, say this has been discussed but, to a oh, certain degree. I, I, you know what? You know what? I will say, not treason, but a crime that is often related and or similar. <laughs> uh, wildlife smuggling. Um. Yeah. No. Mickey's definitely oh. smuggled some <laughs> tigers at some point. Poaching. Um. Hmm. Also, I feel like Mickey has never stolen an airplane, but that might like, be be more about opportunity and less about. Uh, yes, that has to do with whether and, and the, that popped into my mind because I feel like poaching. It's also like you can't really poach in the city. <laughs> You're just not trying hard enough. Like, I don't think there's any there's no protected season like a rats. Like just no, just take a high powered rifle down to the, the, the zoo and just like I don't think that's poaching at that point. Um, yeah, I agree to disagree. Talking about, you know, auto, uh, like, uh, airplane theft, skyjacking. I was imagining, like, Mickey just, like, throws Charles Lindbergh out of an airplane and takes it. I mean, Mickey would. It's just lack of opportunity. Uh, for this podcast in specific, you cannot use that terminology. Oh, oh skyjacking? <laughs> I've already agreed to read the fan fictions. Please don't help. <laughs> uh, good night, everybody. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, we're not. Yeah. We're not over. Well, you made your bed. You have to lie in it. <laughs> <laughs> you made your bed. You got a jack. <laughs> uh, you made your bed. You have to Ouroboros within it. Um, I have to edit this podcast. Please. Stop. Oh, let's make it worse. No. <laughs> this is this is a family-friendly podcast about, you know, murder. And and getting beaten up by crime bosses who then decide that you're their friend. Yeah, you're not so bad after all. We're not so different, you and I. Just, uh, just kidding. We're really different, but I don't care. <laughs> We're really different. I'm not a schmuck. Ooh. Uh, okay. Oh, so. Indecent exposure? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Mickey does drink a lot. <laughs> um, I don't, I'm not willing to commit to that. Fair enough. And remember, at the $100 level. <laughs> don't volunteer me for this. <laughs> okay. At the $100 tier, I will, uh, 
come up with and read you a like a detective's account of one of Mickey's crimes uh, once monthly. I can absolutely help you with that. Uh, all right. Uh, I feel like I feel like we have gone through literally the entire penal code at this point. So we have not. Uh, yeah. So it was Mickey. Uh, so the mystery for Blake Sky to solve for this one is where did I put my favorite pair of socks? Now, this is you know a cliche you know quote mystery that everybody runs into. You know, you either one lose the socks outright or you lose the mate and you only have one and then you know you just end up mismatching socks for the rest of your life uh until you buy a new pair of socks and then the same thing happens it's a vicious cycle alternatively your cat stole them and has hidden them under a random piece of furniture in your home uh so i would just pull things out and look there uh i think that if you consider this a mystery you might be wearing them already <laughs> Dang. Like with oh. glasses. Uh, I, I will also add to Kale's on this that even if you don't own a cat, it is possible that cats are coming into your house slash apartment, taking your socks and putting them places. No, see, that's. They that's are cunning. We- they are devious. They are not to be trusted. Oh, you know what? This might be a callback. Maybe the cats are sneaking in and stealing the socks because somebody stole their tails. <gasps> Maybe. Oh, man. I was just going to say this is one of Mickey's crimes is, is breaking into your house and stealing yeah. your socks. I mean, you know, <laughs> I was going to say, we, you know, we, we're, we're already, what, like X number of minutes in and we haven't had pet murder or mutilation or like any of the standard topics that come up in Skymail. Uh, well, I didn't, so. didn't want to mention it, but. But you did. Mm-hmm. You've damned us. We're bastards, all of us. All right, on to the next one. And we have another question from uh, Lewicky Lyle Smith, who has asked us a lot of uh, questions previously, and I can only, just looking at this, I can already tell that we didn't need to bring up the last topic. Uh, (laughs) uh, But the question... Spoke too soon. Yeah, the, the question is, what scares the Blake Sky cast? Aside from, you know, the unknowable lurking horrors. Okay, the cast, like us or the That's characters? That's what I was going to ask. I mean, it says the cast, so, um, like, I- I'm willing to offer both, but, I mean, I-, I will speak for myself if other people don't feel comfortable uh, divulging their darkest secrets, fears, and phobias. Uh, I will not compel you to do so, obviously, nor could I to some of you. But, for me, personally... Uh, SJ, SJ here. I think my biggest fear, like, I, I don't really have fears that I'm like, oh, it's a thing that could hurt me, or, like, I, it's not, it's not a, a tangible thing, like, you know, clowns, or, it, if I had to pick, like, a tangible thing, it'd be wasps, because they're alien, they're alien jerks that just all need to be wiped off the face of the earth. Wasps are cute, but, though. Um, oh, you can just... <laughs> I like bugs. I will throw you into the sun forthwith. <laughs> You've threatened me so many times. You need to stop <laughs> deserving it. <laughs> Never. Okay. Um, but my, my, my point is that that's really, like, the only thing, and that's not even, like, a fear so much as an intense, blind hatred. Uh... The things that, like, scare me are, like, the intangibles, like, you know, being forgotten, 
dying alone, uh, my mind slowly like degrading as time goes on, that sort of stuff. Yeah, real, real peppy, cheery. Hey, topic I mean, here. I'm giving the people what they want, which is what what terrifies me in the cold dark of the night. And then for Blake, for Blake, I think the thing that actually scares him the most is the open ocean, uh, incredibly deep water, mm. which which I might get into right. at some point, maybe. We'll see. I'm mm. making notes for my character. Oh, oh god, this is meta game. Wait, this isn't an actual play. You can't meta game a narrative podcast. <laughs> I mean, uh. Th- Challenge accepted. All right. <laughs> Yet another crime to add to the list. <laughs> Metagaming? <laughs> Getting some metacrime. That's what that's what Mickey O'Shea hasn't done. I haven't done any metacrime. Uh, metacrimes. Um, I, I don't really want to speak for my character because it, it might be something that comes up later. We might develop into. Um, but uh, as for me personally, Ness, um, I'm, I'm kind of afraid of dogs. I've been bit in the face twice by dogs and uh, a little apprehensive of them. Oh, jeez. Fair. I mean, jeez. Yeah. Reasonable. Uh, and I guess that's that's it for you because you're not going to divulge for August. Um, so yeah, I'm... I guess I'll do same format. I'll start with myself and then I'll do Mickey. Um, for me, well, I am necrophobic, which means that I am... I have a phobic terror of dead things. Uh... Which is great fun. Uh, my old cat was an extremely good hunter and would leave uh, dead mice and stuff on oh. my floor <laughs> because I live in a super old house. Uh, and I would have to get my roommates to remove them because that's how I found out because I tried to and then basically just like could not physically make myself move closer. Uh, and I was like, why is this happening? Oh, 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 Okay. <laughs> Uh, Mickey, I think, is more than anything just afraid of powerlessness. Like, it's a very simple but comprehensive fear. I mean, that's definitely, like, an understandable thing. Both both, the, both of those, actually. Both the dogs, the dead things, uh, and, and the powerlessness, all three, I think, are things that I can definitely understand. And then, uh, since they're not here, I'm going to assign phobias to everybody else. We're just gonna G- conjecture. G- Gabby is wildly. afraid, afraid of horseshoes. Uh, Amy is afraid of every thirteenth step in a building, and uh, <laughs> Stephen Kropa is absolutely terrified of silent K's. <laughs> it's actually why his name is Stephen Kropa. Originally, it was Stephen Ropa. Uh, but then he just forced himself to start pronouncing the K. Otherwise, he would just be terrified. Forced himself and the rest of the world. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. That's that's the scoop that I made up <laughs> right now. I never would have guessed. <laughs> uh, okay, so the mystery for Blake Sky to solve, uh, which, again, oh, it looks like we, <laughs> we, we filled a niche too soon because uh, these new bits... Uh, of pieces the cats are bringing back are starting to not look very human-like. We had the previous one 
which was that the cats are starting to leave dead animals. Uh, you know how cats start to leave dead animals when they think you're weak and uh, you can't feed yourself. What does it mean when they start leaving bits of people? Now they're they're not human like, which I you know, that's good, right? Because I mean, it was pet murder before, and now it's like not just regular murder. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's pet on pet violence, well, pet on animal violence at this point. I thought. Wait, no, I thought they were bringing back pieces of. Pizza. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I think I think uh, the mystery is that they're not animal like either. They're not human. Ah. Yes, I think we're getting into... Uh, I, I don't know if you were aware, but this is a cosmic horror oh. podcast. What? I'm sorry to have oh, to inform crap. you. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot to mention my biggest fear is cosmic horror podcast specifically. Oh. I'm going to have to bow <laughs> out. Uh, my biggest fear is uh, people who are afraid of cosmic horror podcasts. Uh, unfortunately, w- one of us has to go. Uh <laughs> Well, my name's in the new title because we took over the podcast. Well, actually, so, uh, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because my biggest phobia I remember now is actually uh, hackney bits like this. So (laughs) I guess that's the end of the podcast. (laughs) Well, uh, it's going to be some exposure therapy, I guess. Uh, Okay, so, you know, back back to this, though. These cats are bringing around uh, inhuman but not animal parts anymore so i'm assuming like tentacles or pseudopods or fangs or you know various tissue samples of dubious origin wriggling lumps so i mean at that point maybe just don't have a cat anymore i mean but what are you suggesting you can't just go from having a cat to not having a cat but blake i never had a cat oh god you never had a cat i mean that is true i don't think they said that it was like their cat that it was in that was like the neighborhood cats so at that point no if if a cat comes into your house it's your cat now so i mean at that point move get just just get out pack your bags and move go go full jordan peele and get out go somewhere else like I, i i think you know the coast is nice this time of year the moon is the moon is nice this time of year my advice is a little different. Uh, I suggest consuming these mystery meats. Not only will it provide you the sustenance needed to uh, survive this harrowing experience, but it may bring you some otherworldly insight. This couldn't possibly go wrong. Ness, I, I want to ask you a question. Yeah, sure. Has Gumbo been bringing you inhuman things? My attorneys advised me not to answer that question. Editor's note, Gumbo is... Ness's pet cat. And my attorney. (laughs) (laughs) Linda just mostly stands beside me and screams. (laughs) So, uh, this one is from Justice in a Steel Machine of Death, the third, which I can only assume is the son of Justice in a Steel Machine of Death, Jr., the son of Justice in a Steel Machine of Death, which is definitely not my friend James at all. What were you saying about Hackney Bits? (laughs) Listen... Shut up. <laughs> they're not They're not hackneyed bits. They're tried and true traditions. <laughs> that clears it up. But uh, the question is, Blake Sky as a shadow runner. What class is he? What's his street name? What's his most memorable run? Street Samurai. Oh, you think? <laughs> oh, I, would, mm. <laughs> I, f- I feel like, yeah. Like, I mean, he's literally down on the streets doing... Counterpoint. 
technomancer, he spends most of his time talking to a machine as it is. Yeah, but here's the thing. That's an analog machine, and there are definitely people in Shadowrun who walk around with, like, it's like some outdated tech. I, f- I could not see Blank Sky having, like, actual, like, wetware. He'd have, like, fucking, like, 20, like, 2035 headset, analog headset from Sony. <laughs> Uh, Ness, what's 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 your opinion on this? What do you think for class? Um, hmm, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of thinking of like everybody now. I think I think Mickey's a a rigger. Um, for Blake yeah. though. Oh god, yeah. Imagine Mickey with drones that are just all all of oh, yeah. their hinch. Uh, I mean employees. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I feel like Mickey might be a face. I mean, that was the other thing that I was thinking was like a face, but. I mean, honestly, I think all the characters kind of defy the the strict archetype classes mm-hmm. and are like definitely hybrids. But if you had to, if you had to boil uh, it down, I could see August as a shaman. Yeah, I could see that, or a mage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some definitely something on the spectrum of like magic user. 100%. Yeah, I, I think honestly he would be more hermetic. Uh, I could see Eleanor being a decker. Oh yeah, Eleanor would be a decker, and then. Uh... Daphne, I could also see being a face. Like a Daph- Daphne seems like a more true face, um, because like definitely, she's like very like well put together. Very very. Mickey like, would Mickey would good. basically just be a combination of like a ganger and a face. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. M- fist face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think Daphne would be an adept. Oh uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I think that that works too. Honestly. I, you know, we'll just have to disagree on this, but I definitely think that I see Blake as like a no augmentation technomancer. Literally, literally, literally just goes like strict brain internet, nothing else. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty right. sure Blake is an NPC with no class. <laughs> <laughs> just like, uh, just like me. <laughs> Blake, Blake is a, a Mr. Johnson. Ouch. That hurts. <laughs> not, I mean, not not only because you said that I don't get to like do anything, but also that I'm like the fa- the face <laughs> of cold, heartless capitalism. <laughs> you know, I'm joking. Uh, Every joke is a but what's, piece of truth. What's Gordon? Uh, Gordon is. I could see Gordon being somebody who gave um who who gave missions, who gave oh like, yeah, shadow running. Yeah, I definitely, but I, I definitely see him as more like the. Oh, crap. What was the Shadowrun book that was like about not being a horrible person in Shadowrun? I didn't even know that existed. Ah. The, it, there was there was like a, a recent one that came out that was like, what if your character, instead of doing horrible things for money, actually tried to make the world a better place? And I can't remember what it's called and it's going to bug me. I could also see I could see Gordon being uh, a raker because like he's just constantly trying to fix things. Yeah, you know, I could I could see that. I think that that could work, too. Or um, actually, actually, uh, I could see Gordon being a um, a street doc. Yeah. Or what? Yeah. Is that what they're called? I'm having a brain fart. I mean, I I think everybody knows what you're talking about when you say that. So uh, mm-hmm. it, it's what it's called now. Damn it, cyber docs. Uh, n- no, no, like there's specific like the doctors that help uh, shadow runners that are like off the off the books. Oh, uh, you guys are probably more well versed in Shadowrun than I am. Bold view. <laughs> We, I just listen to Neoscom <laughs> and know enough because I'm supposed to play a game at some point, but uh, it hasn't gotten off the ground, so uh, I have not gotten the chance to play my Trash Titan Technomancer yet. Oh, okay. 
So it has literally taken me this long to find it. The Shadowrun, I think it's better than bad, is the name of the the supplementary book. And the whole thing, yeah, is basically just like, what if you're a person that like actually has ideals and morals and stuff like that and like tries to make the world a better place instead of, you know, engaging purely in corporate espionage? I could see Gordon falling in line with that, but I could also, yeah, definitely see it as like a, hey, so, um, you know, the the Red Hand definitely has like a back room that like Gordon patches people up in. Yeah, I mean, we've already established in canon that when Blake is dying, he's like, call Gordon, which is like you've established very neatly like backroom street dock energy there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then let's see, what have we got for the rest of this question? Oh, no, sorry. The, there's still more. So, like, what would the street name be for Blake? I mean, I, I think he, I think Blake would just go with Blake Sky. Like, I don't... I can't think of, like, a cybery sort of name that Blake would go with. Either that or it would be, like, America Online screen name. <clears throat> that, like... <laughs> Blake 00428 star star. I mean, there's the obvious ones. <laughs> uh, Flatfoot or Gumshoe. Like Blake, but it's like B L four K three. Yeah, uh, or like gum gumshoe, but in like leet speak. Uh, so it's like, yeah. Oh, uh, or how about vinyl? Because of Webster. Well, uh, it's, I mean, Webster is technically a, a wire recorder, which uh, is one of the most interesting things that I have learned about while making this podcast. Because it's basically, you know, how there's like magnetic tape. Well, before they had that, they had wires that were magnetized that they ran mm-hmm. through uh, and were a pain in the ass to splice together because you literally had to cut metal and then like band it together. I was not aware. Mm-hmm. And then. All right. So the most memorable run, which I'm just going to assume we'll just say that for the sake of argument in this, that all of these characters are like one shadow running outfit. Well, we'll even throw August in there just because it's extremely Shadowrun to have uh, a Shadowrunning outfit in which two people are actively trying to kill each other. I think that it would definitely be a big power play against another corporation. So it would be like an outfit that they worked with that like burned them. And so they managed to find that one job that was not only enough to pay like to 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 get them back in the good graces of everybody and earn enough to like you know hold off the you know the creditors and stuff like that but also to give them that last little like twist of the dagger into the corp that like tried to put the nail in and in the final act the uh corporation a spokesperson is like hey work for me instead of who you're working for and i'll make it worth your while and mickey's like yeah that sounds good (laughs) Oh no! Well, I, I, I would I would say that August would be like that sounds good. Yeah, no, Mickey. I think Mickey has a lot of trouble doing corporate jobs because Mickey doesn't like to work for people who are uh, more powerful than them. Mickey doesn't like institutions very much. But in, in in either case, somebody is going to betray this outfit. Oh, it's it's absolutely August. I resent that. <laughs> Am I wrong? I didn't say that. <laughs> All right, the, the the mystery for Blake Sky to solve on this one. I don't think my mum's who she really is. It's her eyes. They're not quite right. Advice? All right, so I'm going to go with... There's there's two options on this one. One, the classic doppelganger. Your, your mother has been replaced. 
pod person, changeling, aliens, uh, the, I mean, the, li- the list really goes on and on as to what manner of mimicry has taken your mum. The, the main issue here, what you do about it. I say compliment your mum on her new eyes. You don't compliment her enough. She's done a lot for you. Yeah. Be, be, be like, hey, mom, you know, you're looking really nice. Uh, you know, that skirt really, really, you know, brings out the vertical slits and the red of your sclera. Uh, I was just going to say uh, impersonation is one of Mickey's many crimes. <laughs> I was going to say impersonation is nine tenths of the law. I was going to say impersonation is the sincerest form of flattery. So I, uh, what, what we've learned here is that uh, uh, Mickey's your mom now, and uh, you should honestly be flattered by that. Love your lizard mom. She loves you. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Um, so that, 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 again, is the whole, like, mimic route. And then there's the second option, which is your mom's baked. Your, your mom has gone full Seth Rogen, James Franco, Pineapple Express, and uh, you just need to stop being such a narc and just let your mom relax. Yeah. Like, yeah, chill out, man. Or maybe, hey, no, maybe the question asker here, the uh, um, mystery giver, themselves is way too baked and is getting paranoid. Uh, and that's why they think that their mom is not their mom. Yeah. And I mean, if that's not the case and, you know, you're, you're, kind of get into your mom's personal business yeah it's like, it's like uh drink some water chill out honestly you sound a lot like a cop if you're a cop you have to tell us come on and we all know cops are in on it so yeah so just quit being such a narc be cool my dude <laughs> all right and on, and on that poignant and well thought out note uh we have cleared the mailbag congratulations uh i have a follow-up on a mystery Oh, oh. Uh, I submitted a mystery way back in the day, which was what am I hiding? And it was that I was Mickey O'Shea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because that was the one I was like, I don't know. What are you hiding? <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Yeah. So uh, there we go. Uh, the Ouroboros, et cetera, et cetera. The Ouroboros. Ness, say the Ouroboros. The Ouroboros. What are we doing? <laughs> Uh, f- making poor life choices one second at a time. Ugh, bold of you to assume that is in every moment of my life. All right, so I mean, we have we have finished up the mailbag. It is one a.m. Um, here. Yeah. Do you guys have any parting words? Any final final sentiments to put out into the airwaves that are the podcast ether? Hey, SJ, I've never written into the mailbag. Where can I write? Into the mailbag at on the internet. Ah, I'm glad that you asked. Asked. We'll fix that in post. What you can do to get to the mailbag is go to our Twitter, Blake Sky PI, and there is a pinned tweet there that has a link tree. It is, I believe, the first thing on the link tree. It says SkyMail. Click on that. It will take you to a Google form, which you can fill in using your finger if you're on a mobile device or your keyboard if you're not on a mobile device if you don't have a computer or a phone how are you listening to this <laughs> brain internet <laughs> all right if you, if you don't have the internet and but you do have a computer steal some from your neighbors they won't mind and their password the is library hunter 2 
Uh, I have some parting words. I'm sorry. We're all out of time. Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> no, all right. Yeah, good night, folks. Uh, see ya. Nope. Nope. No, you you don't get to sleep. Not. I'm so tired. Uh, yeah, I have parting words, and they are uh, be gay, do crimes. Uh, that's that's it. The motto that literally spawned Mickey O'Shea. Uh, be gay, do crimes. <laughs> be gay, do crimes. Uh, that is the Mickey O'Shea way. As opposed to uh, what spawned August Howard, which is murder people, delve into the dark secrets of the of the universe. Honestly, less uh, less catchy. But I think easier to practice in your day to day life. Oh, some of those incantations are pretty hard, though. I disagree. I well, not the incantations, but I disagree that uh, uh, it's easier to do in your day to day. I don't know. There's a lot of people to murder. There's only so many people to gay. I mean, I'm very successful in being very gay at all times, so I just really have to do crimes. Well, you know, not everybody has the privilege that you have, all right? So. <laughs> the gay privilege. Yeah, check gay check your privilege, please. Check your, check, check check your check. gay privilege, all uh, right? All right, so how much is coat check? I have to check my gay privilege. Uh, <laughs> is it $2? Is there a tip jar? What's the expected thing here? Uh, no, we just rummage through your jacket. And then later on, they're like, Are you go to pick it up, and you're like, wait a minute, this isn't my gay privilege. <laughs> It's just one that looks a lot like it. Uh, all right. Uh, with, with that said, uh, again, uh, we've got a, we've had a lot of really good support from people. I'd like to once again say thank you to Mary over at Flying in the Face of Fate for standing us on Twitter far more than we deserve and promoting us to podcasts that are full of you know amazing people that have listened and said, "Hey, you guys are pretty good," because you know that sort of that sort of, you know, promotion and stuff like that really helps. The other thing I'd like to say is, you know, just keep being good people. I will say the interactions that I have with people that listen to this uh, have been some of the most inspiring things that have helped me on some of the crappiest days that I've had. So thank you. And that goes for the people listening to the people that I'm talking to over the internet right now that are making this with me uh you're awesome you're welcome thank you we're we are all just uh, fragments of your personality but yeah, yeah yeah sure would you yeah and that's why i'm thanking myself because i'm incredibly vain because i'm august howard <laughs> the layers they only go deeper <laughs> check in with the next episode where we all play each other's roles <laughs> Uh, I'm, uh, I'm actually going to be playing, uh, the red hand, the physical building. Um, <laughs> I'll be Webster. <laughs> oh, I was going to be Webster. I mean, you already kind of are Webster because it is a recording device. Oh, damn, that's meta. <laughs> I've done my first meta crime. <laughs> meta crime. <laughs> All right. That's enough. No more fun. No more questions. Unless people fill this mailbag. I have spoken. All right. All right. But until next time, next month, you know, the, the new episode will be up the last Sunday of the month, which will be the, he checks the calendar, the 29th of March. So the 29th, you'll hear episode seven and it will be good. All right. Good night, I guess. Yep. Good night, everybody. See you. <laughs>